Just run the ball with Cam Opachowski. What's going on, everybody? We're talking about week six. We just finished up with a big game, Titans beating the Bills. A lot of good matchups, some underdogs winning here, some big blowouts. So we're going to go over the matchups from this week and talk about different players, some players we like, some people we don't like, and kind of what we see for you know, the teams in general and how that will affect fantasy moving forward. So the first one will start with Thursday night football, Tampa Bay Bucks take on the Eagles. Uh, initial takeaways for me, the Eagles did a lot better than I thought. They only lost by six points, kept it close with Brady. Uh, Tom Hines, thoughts on this game? Yeah, so I thought the Eagles where even though they didn't win the game, they were the winners of the game. Um, the Bucks mm -hmm. kind of shut down in the second half. They didn't really do as much. That The last drive felt like they were just playing for the tie or not necessarily for the tie, but it felt like they were content with what they had. Um, and then they just let the Eagles kind of just rake up points. The offense didn't seem to do much, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, but I'm surprised that the Eagles managed to cover. Um, they covered the spread. I know Tom Brady has historically not been great. Um, in prime times against the spread. So it was surprising to me. Um, but I think the Eagles did a great job, even though they didn't win. Yeah, so for fantasy purposes, this shows that Jalen Hurts can still be good, even if he doesn't throw well. 115 yards, touchdown interception. He had two rushing touchdowns. Honestly, I'm not sold on really any Eagles players. I said last week I didn't like Miles Sanders. have not been a fan of him. but something that is still going forward is Antonio Brown and Fournette are playing well, if not improving every single week. These are two players I really like going forward. Fournette with two touchdowns, Brown with one, leading the league or leading the team in receptions and yards. I think both of these guys will be really good moving forward. Brady seems to like Brown and the Bucks are a good team. You want the starting running back Fournette had 22 carries to Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is five, but uh, did, were, were there any things you thought kind of affected fantasy for either teams or individual players? Um, I think the biggest thing that affected the game was the Eagles was playing a lot of deep defense. They were leaving the, the front uh, end of the field pretty wide open for Tom Brady to get a lot of screen passes and checkdowns in. So you didn't see a whole lot of big plays. So that affects guys like Mike Evans and um, Godwin uh, with those big play potential. So they didn't really see as much action as they usually do. And another thing to keep in mind is um, Gronk, I believe, is coming back next week if his injury um, doesn't spike back up again. So that'll be interesting to keep in mind. But for right now, I'm low on Godwin, high on Antonio Brown, and very high on um, Fournette. Uh, so the next one, we will go over the game in London. So... One and five, one and five, Dolphins, Jaguars, Jags came into this without a win and won with that last second field goal. So these on this was surprising to me because Tua came back and he played pretty well. 
He had 329 yards, two touchdowns to Waddle. Jaguars, pretty good too. James Robinson played well. Trevor Lawrence played well. I think two is not bad. The Jaguars obviously don't have a great defense. Dolphins don't have a great defense. I need more out of Tua to really see what I think. Uh, But I would say it's safe to say at this point, any Dolphins running back is not worth having on your roster. Would you agree? I would agree. I actually, I didn't start start him, but I have Miles Gaskin in one of my leagues and he's just been um, not producing anything for me. Um, So I definitely agree Dolphins. I would, I would not start Gaskin. Jags Robinson, obviously, if you drafted him, you got lucky with NTN being out for the season. Um, and that's really starting to proven to be a, a good value fantasy pick. So I can definitely see that. Also, big shout out to the Jags for ending, I believe, the second longest uh, losing streak in NFL history at 20 games straight losses. Um, so They almost them. had the record, but they blew the, it. They blew what was it. the record? I, I don't know. Well, you said second, so. Yeah, they, they, I believe that was the second longest uh, yeah. losing streak ever. They couldn't even do that right. They couldn't even get the <laughs> longest streak. Yeah, exactly. So at least they'll go on as the uh, second worst team in NFL history instead of the worst team in NFL history, which I suppose is good. So they... go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got it. You got it. So some star guys from this game, Mike Gusecki, Jalen Waddell, Marvin Jones, how do you feel about those guys? They all played well. Are you sold on any of them? Are you waiting on any, or do you not really believe in any? Um, I'm waiting on Marvin Jones Jr. Um, Chark just got ruled out. Well, not just, but recently got ruled out for the season. Um, so someone's going to have to step up and take his share of the passes. And if Marvin Jones is going to be that guy, then he's going to be good. I would not start him yet unless you're in unless you don't have a very good option for example if you have if you drafted Allen robinson you need someone to fill a hole there i would recommend him but for now i'm waiting on him i don't see much uh, of a future for waddle at least not yet the jags defense is pretty bad so if it was against a more robust defense i would have more confidence but once again it is the jags the second worst team in nfl history so and as as far as um, the rest of the Dolphins go, it's kind of a, a hit or miss. I mean, they played abysmal against the Bills. I think – were they one of the teams that got shattered? I think they were, right? Yeah, they, uh, they were. That was the 35 nothing one. Yeah, so really you're, you're chained to however this team does. And against strong defenses, they've shown that they aren't that good. So I feel like the Dolphins players are definitely matchup dependent, and you have to keep that in mind when you're starting them. Yeah, so I I like Jaden Waddle or Jalen Waddle. I think looking at the other options on the team, since Will Fuller's been pretty much useless, you have Mark Hollins, Durham Smythe, Salvin Ahmed, Albert Wilson. Like these guys are just garbage. So I think he's by far the best receiver on the team. And if Tua plays well, I think he'll be the main uh, benefactor of that it just depends because like you said that Jags D is really bad you're not going to be playing defense like this every week so I like Waddle for the kind of usage and the volume I'm just not sure how he's going to do based on Tua being pretty inconsistent 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I looked ahead and they do have the Falcons next week. So not all hope is lost if yeah. Waddle is your, your last option. So that's another pretty weak defense. Um, so definitely could get to see the start there. Yeah, he could, he could definitely do well against a very struggling Falcons team. So the next yes. one I will do is Falcons Panth. Jeez, just talking about the Falcons. <laughs> Vikings Panthers. This one was as close as it gets going to overtime and the Vikings. I really like the Vikings here. Panthers have been slipping after that three and O start, but it was close. Darnold has not looked great as he started really hot. Kirk played pretty good. Three touchdowns, three seventy three yards. He's got the receivers. Cook was back. So it was, it was a really good game. Obviously one of the main things you noticed is still no Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard takes over, got his first NFL touchdown. You think Chuba is a viable starter, flex, RB2? What's kind of your stance on Chuba during this fill-in for McCaffrey? Yeah, it's been interesting, Uh, especially, I mean, if you go last year and you look at um, Mike Davis, he performed just amazing when McCaffrey was gone. I mean, he was putting up not quite McCaffrey numbers, but pretty damn close. I think he was scoring in the twenties. And then if you look at Hubbard, he's not really performing in that same regard. And I believe this is due to just the obvious factor quarterback switch in Sam Donald. He's more willing to get stuff done on the ground than he was on the jets. And I, I feel as though that's hurting the value of these running backs. Not to say he's doing bad. He finished with uh, over ten points in in the game, but I don't think he's nearly as good as, as an option as Mike Davis was in the past, and certainly not a replacement for McCaffrey. So if you're looking to fill that hole in your RB one spot, he's not going to do it for you. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I I agree. He's not. He's good if you have him on your bench, but if you think he's going to be close to Christian McCaffrey, it's just not not going to happen this year. Yeah, he's a good flex option, I would say, is where I'd, I would throw him. Flex, low wide uh, running back, too, if you maybe have some bye weeks. Mm-hmm. But definitely not the RB1, strong RB2 that people were expecting. So, obvious things, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson did well. What do you think about wide receiver K.J. Osborne, six receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown? Tight end Tyler Conklin, three receptions, 71 yards. I like KJ Osborne. If you need a fill-in and the Vikings have a really good matchup, Conklin to me has not been consistent enough for me to start him, even though tight end is a pretty shallow position. I like Osborne because of the volume Kirk Cousins throws, but if you have a, you know, Bucks or Bills defense, I would not start either of those guys. Yeah, so Osborne's an interesting guy. He's a 50-50 shot. You're either getting in the high double digits, which I say that, but like 15 to 20, or you're getting four. It's He's a 50-50 shot guy. For me, he's not – he hasn't really earned a spot in my starting lineup unless it's like a, a drastic emergency. Mm-hmm. He's more of like a guy you throw on the bench and cross your fingers and hope that he develops or that Thielen or Jefferson get hurt somehow. Um, and – I'm kind of cautious about um, the Vikings offense just because the game ended up going to OT. So you get an extra drive out of it where they're in hurry up, they're passing the ball. They want to get down the field. 
So you have to be careful with, with some of those things. Um, so I'm not huge on either of those two. That being said, Jefferson and Thielen, to me, are still automatic starts. Yeah, I don't think those guys are going anywhere. I know Thielen had a few bad weeks in a row. So if anyone traded for him when uh, he was low, that's good value. So the next one, big blowout, Ravens Chargers. I really like the Chargers coming into this one. The Ravens won that close game against the Colts and great comeback, great, you know, amazing by the Ravens to pull that off. But Chargers had been really hot and Ravens really extinguished that. So are you nervous about anyone on the Chargers fantasy wise to me? These guys are still studs, but any specific player, Keenan, Eckler, Mike Williams, Herbert, anyone make you nervous or do you still have full confidence in them moving forward? Uh, it, they don't make me nervous. And reason being was, is they got kind of in a rut from the beginning of the game. And they're one of those offenses that once they get in a groove, they're unstoppable, but they never got in that groove. They went for it on a couple fourth downs, which up until this point, they have been very consistent on converting fourth downs, but Herbert made a couple bad throws and they never really got in the groove. I think they turned one over at their own 19 yard line. So it was tough for the defense to, to maintain their composure when you're starting drives, your own 19. And I think this came out a good time because they're going into a bye week. So they have time to kind of go over the film, um, see cry. what happened, cry. The, the real um, red flag for me is the Chargers defense i mean they've given up 70 80 points in the past two weeks i mean find another defense that that other than obviously the texans but find a defense in uh, what should be a playoff contending team giving up 70 points or 80 points in two weeks that's ridiculous mm -hmm. are you starting Devonte freeman or Le'Veon bell in a flex role maybe with latavius murray out are you starting do you think one is better or are you just steer clear from these guys uh definitely steer clear i mean you can probably can like attest to this but the main running back on the ravens is lamar jackson he gets most yeah. of the rushes he gets most of the yards um so for me that's not really worth it and then they're not they're not going to have 34 point weeks every week so they're not those guys aren't going to get those touchdowns every week so for me it's not worth it what do you what are your thoughts i mean would, would you feel comfortable starting them with lamar jackson getting so many of the uh rushing plays so I would start them for touchdown value, but my thing that I not so much the Lamar Jackson thing, the problem I have is this kind of reminds me of the bills on a honestly lower scale touchdowns will be scored by the running backs, but you just don't know who. So you can start someone pretty confidently in a bad matchup, but Look at Devontae Freeman. He averaged 5.9 yards per carry. Bell averaged 2.2. You could start Bell and he could score a touchdown. But if Devontae Freeman is more efficient or scores two touchdowns, like you just, you don't know who it's going to be. And if it's one person one week, it could be the other person the next week. So for me, it's too hard to figure out who they're going to go with. Because like you said, Lamar Jackson is good. But if it was Devontae Freeman without Latavius, without Le'Veon, without anyone else, I wouldn't be as nervous about Lamar Jackson because he's the only other guy. When there's someone who I think Le'Veon and Freeman are close, 
there's not one that seems a lot better to me. I wouldn't start them because I wouldn't be able to figure out who's going to be the hot hand. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I definitely agree. If it was just one guy, then I would agree to definitely start him. But they're going through almost 49ers levels of just murdering running oh, yeah. backs. I mean, they're just an injury machine. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I mean, if they keep it going the way the injuries are going, eventually they're going to whittle their way down uh, to one. So it'll we'll have to see. Um, but also, this, this would be a, a quick shout-out to any Mark Andrews owners out there. Yeah, she's um, an explosive couple of weeks for him. And um, Marquise Brown had a bad week. Still not a concern for me. What, what do you think about Marquise Brown? I think he's still for me a must start, even though he didn't have that good of a week this week. They didn't really need him that much. So it's not necessarily he didn't perform. It's just they didn't need him. Yeah, I still like Marquise Brown. He has such big play potential. And with Lamar Jackson, it's it's hard because this is, the game flow where they were ahead by so much. Lamar's not going to throw the ball if he doesn't have to. Like I said, you know, three veteran running backs scored. It's the game flow. Marquise Brown is still around um, Mark Andrews for the go-to guy. It's kind of hard to tell because that's game flow too. Who's going to choose? Those are definitely his two top guys though. I do like Marquise Brown. I think he has wide receiver two value. It's just, you have to, put up with that a little inconsistency but when he's when he's on he'll he'll do well for you You just have to ride through those duds i'm not nervous about that though all right so let's let's take a jump to um the game that should have been my pick of the week for any um anyone who watched the uh, podcast episode or listened to the podcast episode that we posted uh sunday morning before the game started should have picked the Rams for my pick of the week. I don't know what I was thinking, picking the Bills, uh, those damn Titans. But um, Rams slaughtered the Giants. I mean, it wasn't even close. And maybe in the first quarter, you could argue it wasn't looking that great. But after the first quarter, it was just it was a slaughter. There were, I think, what, three picks and a fumble? Am I remembering that? Or were the two fumbles, maybe? So I have three picks from Jones. I would have to look into the fumbles, but. Yeah, it was. It, it was yeah. an ugly week for the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones reverted back to um, not being able to handle the ball. Uh, it w- there was one fumble I just looked. So he went to, to not being able to handle the ball, which up until this point in the season, he looked a lot better at controlling and preventing those turnovers. But four turnovers from Daniel Jones, terrible game for the Giants. Couldn't really do anything after those. They gave the Rams offense a ton of easy points by giving them great field position. So, I mean, what did you, and did anything stick out from you on the Giants that you thought like, oh, they played well in this game or it was just all bad for you as well? Yeah. Unfortunately, Kadarius Tony did start the game really well. I think he's someone where if he's healthy, he's a, he's definitely a flex value to me. And the Rams obviously had a lot of people that did well. I know this was a a cakewalk for them, you know, a a pretty easy matchup. So you can't really look into it that much. Matt Stafford, four touchdowns, great. And he only threw 22 passes. He's not going to do that every week, but I do like Matt Stafford. I do like Cup. I do like Woods. Woods had a touchdown, only two receptions. But someone who will no longer be slept on if he even was. Daryl Henderson has been insane. 
He's getting the carries. He's getting the touchdowns. And he's a decent running back. I don't think he's a great running back. A decent running back on a great offense. And he's their goal line guy. He's their three down guy. So I love Henderson. I think he's a great value. And you probably didn't draft him that early probably sixth, seventh round. So I, I love Henderson moving forward. He's definitely a very, very solid RB2. I still have hope that Woods is going to take over the one role, but we'll see how it goes uh, and see if Cup is able to maintain the space. Yep. Okay, so that, you know, seems that, that was a pretty one-sided one, but I don't think anyone expected otherwise. So the... uh Next one we can look at is Texans Colts. Yeah, speaking another, of one sided, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say another another pretty one sided one. I don't know if there's any takeaways you have from the Texans. Personally, I'm all set. Was there any anyone you were surprised about, either good or bad? Yeah, so I'm getting major, and I mean major Saquon vibes out of Jonathan Taylor. And I know, like, no, I meant from the Texans. Do you have anyone? Oh, from the Texans. Oh, oh. I mean, no, I don't. Okay. Three points. All right. the, I mean, even the kicker didn't do that. Yeah. Well, which... <laughs> okay. Then we, we can <laughs> move on. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the Colts offense, getting massive Saquon vibes out of uh, Jonathan Taylor. And the reason I say that is because, well, if, I don't know if any stat junkies freshman year, or not freshman year, sorry, uh, in Saquon's freshman year. When, when he played, he got, I think, I believe it was like 60% of his yards off of what qualifies big plays. He, he's, he's playing the, the uh, hero ball of running backs, essentially. So what I mean by that is he gets stuffed a lot. So he gets a lot of yards for one yard, no yards, loss of yards, but he also gets a lot of big plays. And Jonathan Taylor, for me, is pulling off that exact same thing. He had two weeks in a row where he got over 70-yard uh, play from scrimmage. Last week it was a pass, and this week it was an 80-yard run. So he's putting up these massive numbers. So 145 rushing yards on 14 attempts. And then last week it was 116 receiving yards on three catches. But you take away those big plays, and he's not averaging uh, like a, a good amount of yards per carry. So for me, he's kind of scary, not going to lie to you. He's only averaging, I think, like – I forget the math I did this, but it was below, I think, five yards of carry if you take out that um, those big plays. So for me, it's a little bit concerning. If he doesn't get a big play, what's he going to do? What are your so, thoughts on I, What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, would you, would you trade high on him? Is that what you're saying? I would. I don't know if anyone would take him just because he's not like a real sexy name, but I would trade high on him right now if I could. Yeah, I've never been huge on Jonathan Taylor. He's done really well like you said, over the past few games, but, you know, 14 carries for 145 yards, you know, there's, there's an outlier there. So I, I like Taylor, but I just don't really know how I feel about the Colts yet as a team. And it's just really hard to be a really good running back on a bad team. So I, I do like Taylor. I think he's a back end RB one or so. I like him going forward, but I agree. I think the the last two games have definitely been a little inflated by those very long plays that he had, where if he didn't, it's, it's a much different, you know, number he's going to have at the end of the week. What did you, what did you think about um, <clears throat> the return of, um, oh man, uh, he's slipping my T-Y? mind right now. 
Ty, that's it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about about that? I, I like Ty. I've always been big on Ty for being a good player, not good at being healthy. And so I, I do like Ty. I like him moving forward. I believe he left the game injured um, again. So it looks like he should be good to go, but he's listed as questionable. The thing that sucks about him is I think he's a good player, but it's hard to start him because you don't know if he's going to finish the game. And he had four receptions for 80 yards. He did well, but it, the the injury risk is so bad. It just puts him back so much where I think he's a good player, but I'm ranking him so much lower because of the injury risk. I do like T.Y., Pittman, Paris Campbell, whatever they've they've had some good games i still think they're decent players but if ty is healthy i think he could be the top guy i still think he's pretty good it's just i'm more confident in in him getting injured than actually doing well so i guess that kind of outweighs it but what do you think with the kind of up for grabs wide receiver core the colts have yeah the way i view it is if you have an empty bench spot or just a guy on your bench that is just garbage. It's it's worth the, the ad for Hilton. But if you have a bench that's that's packed with guys that you see promise in, then for me it's not worth it. He's more of a guy that said that I would pick up and say drop like if I have like a spare kicker from a bye week or something. Yeah. Um, but for me, he's not worth taking up a spot of another promising wide receiver. I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. So the next one is Chiefs Washington. Chiefs won. 31-13, finally came back, got some momentum. So takeaways from this, Chiefs looked good. Mahomes still, you know, two interceptions, but Tyreek and Kelsey looked good. They threw in Daryl Williams, got two touchdowns, very impressed with that. Takeaway from Washington for me, Antonio Gibson obviously got injured. I think J.D. McKissick could be a serious fantasy asset. I have him. In one or two leagues, I wish I had him in the other one that I'm in, but I like J.D. McKissick. He could take over as the starter, but even not the starter, he led the team in receptions, receiving yards. So he has amazing PPR value, and he might not be rostered in all leagues. So like I said, Chiefs, I kind of got like, okay, everyone's doing their job. No one really surprised me a ton, but – out of the Washington, I really like J.D. McKissick. Did you have anyone on Washington you liked or any thoughts on the Chiefs, kind of how they, they they should have beat the Redskins? I don't think you you know, you can't even pat them on the back for that. Yeah, for me, in terms of Washington offense, McLaren has been slacking, to say the least, in the past couple of weeks, which is yeah. a major disappointment, especially for me, because I was huge on him coming into the year. I thought – and still think that he has, in terms of skill, he's one of the best receivers in the league, but he's had two weeks below 10 points. And I think that has a lot to do with a struggling Washington team. And as far as the Chiefs go, their defense finally stepped up, only let up 13 points, good on them. But the offense for the Chiefs didn't really kick into gear until the second half. Um, Hill is uh, lathering up his hands with butter, from what it seems to me. So if anyone didn't see that the first interception from Mahomes is the second one of the year to be pretty much right in Hill's hands and then bounce out and get picked. Yeah, that one was garbage. That was really bad. <laughs> the, the second interception made up for it because that was like an extra bad play. 
Um, if you haven't seen that one, I would highly recommend looking it up and just scratching your head on what the hell Mahomes is thinking. He's running back to uh, Heineken. What's the, what's the name of the Chiefs running back that got injured? I don't know how I'm blanking on this. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yes, I don't. I keep forgetting his name. I don't know. I think it's just too complicated. Probably because he sucks. To... <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done anything memorable this season except being injured for. Um, he's on IR, so he's out for three weeks. And Williams picked up the slack. So for me, he's a start um, uh, as yeah, a slack. He's a, he's a start, and I think when Hilaire comes back, it's going to be up for grabs Close. too. I I think he could definitely if he plays this way. Well, Hilaire's out. Hilaire comes back. And he still plays better. I, you know, I, I just don't see them using Hilaire like they were before. Yeah, it's going to be close for sure. I can see, I can see your replacement coming in. But that's all we have for this episode. Next one, we're going to finish up with the rest of the teams, do pretty much the same information. So be sure to check that out. That'll be coming out in two days tomorrow. Good pitches, kids. I'm almost proud. But watch closely as Grandpa topples an empire by changing a one to a zero.